You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Locked On MLB. Join walking baseball encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan. Sully! Every day on the Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors, both past and present featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from the lockdown MLB networks team of local experts and insightful analysis on the day's biggest stories. Lockdown MLB is the single best source for all daily baseball talk. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. All right. What's up Cubs fans. Welcome to lockdown Cubs, part of the lockdown podcast network. I am your host, Joe Kilgallen. You can follow me on Twitter. That's at Joe Kilgallen. Also, if you're a fan of stand-up comedy, I've got a great YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Joe Kilgallen. And do not forget to follow this great podcast on Twitter as well, Lockdown Cubs. We will be getting a YouTube channel very soon as well, and I'm very excited for that. But we must talk about what happened last night. By the way, last night today, I'm recording this in the middle of the night. It is 1 a.m. That's how dedicated I am to all of you, my beloved fans. Hopefully you're fans. I mean, you're maybe just fans of the Cubs, and you're like, eh, Joe's okay, but we like to hear Cubs talk, so we're here. But the Cubs lost to the San Diego Padres by a score of 9-4. I'll be recapping the game. Also, some interesting stuff happened on score. The score of the 670 radio locally here in Chicago. Cubs president of something or other, Crane Kenny. He's president of hiding money, I think. He was on the radio talking about how the Cubs still aren't making money and woe is us and all that sort of thing. And so, you know, I'll dive into that. And then I've got a really cool treat for you guys. A very good friend of mine who you may know from The Daily Show or from one of his Comedy Central specials, the great Roy Wood Jr. He will be on for the final segment. I got to talk to Roy about his experience at Game 7 of the World Series. Roy Wood Jr. was at Game 7 of the Cubs World Series victory of the Cleveland Indians in 2016, and there's a great picture of Roy in a Cubs bathrobe holding up a sign that said, Losers No More, and I got to talk to Roy about it, and you'll all hear that at the end of this podcast. So again, thanks for everyone for listening. We can't do it without you. We love the Cubs and we, and we love other people who love the Cubs, right? But our Cubs disappointed us last night. Uh, it's been a tough West coast swing overall. We still like the the level the Cubs are playing, but unfortunately Adbert was not the Adbert he had been. It's hard to be tough on Adbert Alzoli because he's been killing it. This is his first bad start, and who knows how many. I feel like he had seven great starts in a row, and this one he just did not have the fastball command. Started off with a rough first inning that he battled back, though. It was like an encouraging sign. The Padres had bases loaded, nobody out, and Adbert only gives up one earned run. That is the definition of minimizing the damage because against that team, with that thunder coming through, Fernando Tatis Jr., like, and he handled him, struck him out, and then the you know got a couple of weak outs. That right there, I'm thinking, all right, cool. Now Ebert will go back to the the dugout, chill out a little bit on the bench, get some 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 David sunflower seeds. I prefer barbecue. You know, get a big wad in your mouth, start spitting them at the players on the team you don't like. You know, I don't know. That's what I did in high school. My teammates didn't love me, but anyhow. <laughs> uh, and then you you settle a little bit, and then he goes back out there, calms down, and he's the advert we've seen over the last seven or eight starts. Just wasn't the case today. He just didn't have it. Again, it was the it was the fastball command that really did it. Because he's been one of the best pitchers in all of baseball as far as 
controlling the walk. He just does not give away too many free passes, which you love to see out of a young pitcher. Again, this is his rookie season. I know he came up briefly in 2019 and 2020, but he still qualifies for rookie status. So there's a lot to love about Edward. So I'm not going to go in too hard on his performance because I think he'll he'll bounce back. You know, also this is a San Diego Padres team that he pitched great against last week. So whenever I don't care how great a major league pitcher you are, when you face the same team, especially a very, very good team like the Padres in back-to-back outings, they're going to figure you out a little bit and make it a little bit tougher on you. He does take he, he was removed from the game. Um at, well, after he was going to be removed regardless, I feel like in that moment, but afterwards. There was a blister on the hand. Hopefully that doesn't linger too often. A lot of pitchers get blisters here or there. They usually pop them, burn them. I don't know what they do with them these days, but it's not like a thing of major concern. So hopefully it doesn't linger too long. Now on the, the bullpen. All right, again, that's another thing. The bullpen's another strength of this team that you don't really want to beat up too much. Our guy, Keegan Thompson, has had his um, second like so-so outing. This was kind of a rough outing for him because um, you know he had gone his first like 11 or 12 appearances without giving up a run. And now he's had back-to-back in which he has. Again, not nothing too concerning. Padres has seen us again. So, again, I can't go too hard on strengths of this team. Adbert has been a strength. The bullpen has been a strength. Can't be too upset there. Uh, they just lost the game. And hopefully they take these next two. That way the road trip's not as rough. But, again, it's just one of those road trips where we just need to survive. I mentioned in the podcast yesterday, it's, see, I remember hearing about it. Sorry if I seem like I'm at a loss for words, but I, I remember hearing about like, oh, the West Coast trip. The West Coast, there's something about going to the West Coast from Midwest and East Coast teams. In basketball, in the NBA, they call it the circus trip. Well, there's a story behind that. little fun fact, everyone. The Bulls used to call the West Coast trip the circus trip because, you know, playing at the old Chicago Stadium and then the United Center. I think this still applied at the United Center. When they would go to the West Coast, that's when the circus would come to Chicago. So there you there you go. That's why they call it the circus trip. And also, it's a difficult, it's it's a time zone thing. I'm a fan. All of us as fans are annoyed by this, right? It's it's kind of annoying. I mean, I and I lived in Los Angeles for three years, from 2014 to 2017. Lived in LA. I was working. Here's I, some of you guys might not know me that well. I was a producer on the show Ridiculousness on MTV. I'm a stamp comedian. I was a regular at the Laugh Factory and the Hollywood Improv. So I was, you know, I was out there for a few years, loved it. But you know, Chicago has my heart. So of course it yanked me back. And I'm glad it did, because this city's the best. Even with our problems, it's still the best. It's nuts though. You have to put the rest of the country through torture because you guys live so far west. Why can't the games just start at five o'clock out there? They shouldn't even be on a nine to five schedule in LA. They should have to adapt a little bit. They should be on a seven to three schedule. And then they could go watch a five o'clock baseball game. Even a six o'clock start would be fine. I feel like the NBA games are on at six out there. Well, not always, I guess. I've caught a lot of Golden State Warrior Laker games on way too late. It's just it's it's annoying. I know it's I should I gotta stop complaining about it, guys. But come on, this is ridiculous. Really, really, San Diego with your delicious burritos. We have to. It's a beautiful city, by the way. If you've never been, go for it. I'm not a golfer, but I've been dying to play that Tory Pines. We need to survive, though. Survive the trip. You know, someone made a good point. Even if we lose two out of three, that would mean we were five and five of our last 10. And those last 10 have been against the top two teams in the NL West. The Dodgers, I believe, are still in third place. Yeah, they're in third place. I'm seeing it right now in front of me. And we swept them. We'll play them again in a couple weeks on the West Coast, but it won't be as grueling a process because I think we got a little Diamondbacks mixed in there, I hope. 
And they're they're an absolute joke of a team, the Diamondbacks, right now. I think they're like 19 and 40. Pathetic. I'm in such a bad mood. I want to pick on the poor Diamondbacks. I want to bully those losers. You know, they're an easy team to pick on because they were an expansion team that won a World Series way too early, just like the Marlins. Like, there's no, no one's a national, like national, like not nationals, the team. That's a stupid team name, by the way, the Washington Nationals. It's as dumb as the Houston Texans. But anyway, like nationally speaking, nobody living in Portland, Oregon is like, I'm a big Marlins fan, unless they have ties to Southern Florida. There's something about the Marlins and the Diamondbacks. It's like you were an expansion team. You should have to suffer for a little bit. But no, they both won World Series right away. And we Cubs fans are like, oh, you sons of a, right? It makes us angry. Like, I don't mind the Rockies, even though the Rockies beat the Cubs in a wild card game. You know, I don't root for them, but I don't mind them. The Marlins and Diamondbacks still a little bit. I just get eh whenever I think about them. Not just because they've beaten us in playoffs, but just because they they have to suffer. You should have to suffer. Anyhow, it wasn't a very fun game. Uh, you know, they they came back. The Cubs were within a run. It was four or three. And then the bullpen coughed it up, and then our offense just wasn't consistently there. Jake Marisnik's back. Love to see that. Hopefully, more and more people are coming back. I talked about the lineup problems we're going to be facing when these players come back on yesterday's podcast. So feel free to go back to that one. If you're a new listener, I basically just talk about how Jason Hayward might have to ride some pine, you know, especially with the way Patrick Wisdom's been hitting and Chris Bryant plays a very, very good right, right field. And, and you like Jock's bat right now, too. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot of things. When Nico comes back, you know, Sogard should probably be catching a plane ticket. I don't, there's just some there's some things that manager Jed Hoyer is going to have to face soon, and I'm going to be talking about that as well because, like I said at the beginning, Cubs president of business operations, Crane Kenny, was on 670 to score here locally in Chicago, and he had a few uh, interesting things to say money-wise, everybody. Speaking of money, Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma money is a brand new checking account where you could win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Oh, I like that. When you use your Credit Karma money debit card, you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to five G's, $5,000, everyone. You got to like that, right? Credit Karma money has already given away over $3 million in instant karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Only for June 8th through June 30th. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll be automatically entered to win $1 million how about it? Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning Instant Karma. Instant Karma sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Rockauto.com, everyone. Rock. Auto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts to tall lamps, motor oil, and every new thing you could even think of, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your whole vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, 
Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their, how did you hear about us, box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, so Crane Kenny, the manager, not manager, I should say the president, I was going to say the manager of business operations, similar, I guess, similar role, but people like to throw president to make themselves feel special. He has been president of business operations for a long time over a couple different ownership groups. And sometimes I ask how and why, right? This, in case we forgot Cubs fans, it was reported by Tom Ricketts himself. Now I'll give a little background. I was, I met Tom Ricketts at a charity event. I was fortunate enough to perform twice for Anthony Rizzo's laugh off for cancer events. And I met him at the 2018 event and he was a really, really nice dude, really nice dude. So I really won't speak ill will. Now, as a fan and as an honest podcast host, I will question things. Of course, you got to. And I will, you know, say, hey, I, I disagree with things here or there. But for the sake of disclosure, I wanted you all to know I have met the man and he was really cool to me. So um, there's no ill will there. But I will question from time to time. And I think part of my questioning right now is, if you, Tom Ricketts, said out loud you in a, in a press conference, he mentioned that they went nearly 100% over the renovation budget, wouldn't that be something to blame on Crane Kenny? Because isn't Crane Kenny in charge of that? And what other job can you screw up that badly? Screw up to the tune of double, 100%. I'm under the belief if you had a $500 million renovation budget, that went up to $1 billion. And I appreciate it. And I still give Tom Ricketts, the Ricketts family, a ton of credit for spending their own money. I think that was a great move. And and some of the things around Wrigley Field people aren't fans of. I, for one, thought the Taco Bell being torn down was just... Whew, I get I get emotional thinking about it sometimes. I love that, that TB. It was phenomenal, right? Had a Cubs hat on top of the, the Taco Bell logo beautiful meeting grounds. Hey, where'd you go? I lost you. I, I went to the bathroom. Game ended. You disappeared. It's all right. Calm down. We'll meet at the Taco Bell. A lot of us have said that to our friends before. Great. So I, I don't know. A lot of the improvements inside the ballpark, I think have been fantastic. I think there's been a lot of big picture thinking that has been a very good thing. So I will give kudos to the Ricketts family there. I, for one, thought with the Marquee Network, I understand the future of sports and the business side of things. And if you want to compete with the Yankees, Red, Red Sox and Dodgers who all have their own networks, basically you got to get in that game. I thought it was, I thought a cool thing would have been if they would have said, Hey, Monday through Saturday, catch all the games on marquee, but we're going to do Sunday, Matt and all the Sunday day games will be on WGN. We've, we've come up with a deal with WGN in which Sunday's, Cubs on WGN Sunday day in America baseball. I don't know. There's, you know, in football, they have what's the, what's the NBC. It's a football night in America. I always thought that was a cool thing, which I think they stole from hockey hockey night in Canada was like on Sundays too. But anyway, come up with a cool little gimmick, a way to respect the roots of the WGN fan. I thought that would have been a cool thing, but they missed the boat on that or for whatever reason, who knows And launching a television network during a pandemic. Of course, not easy. 
so as much as I give some respect there, I think the fact that this guy, I don't know. I just always heard some stuff where it's like, Hey, you know, Theo kind of made some bad signings and now we're up against the luxury tax and the baseball budget is the baseball budget. And we believe this team can still live up to their potential. And when we heard that in the off seasons going into 2019 and going into 2020 and then in 2021 straight up, Hey, there's a pandemic. We lost all this money. We got to cut payroll. Look, we've heard all, we've heard it all right. My thing is that how does the guy who's in charge of the business side get to keep his job? when they went way over budget in the nine seasons in which Theo Epstein was president of baseball operations for the Cubs, they went across the luxury tax, which by the way is not that big a deal. If you go over the one tier three times, nine seasons, three times, that is nothing. The tax bill on that was like six, $7 million total. Again, it's a drop of water in a bucket during that same time period. The Dodgers went over, to the tune of a $50 million tax. So the Cubs paid like six or 7 million. They paid over 50 million. I compare the Dodgers to Cubs because like they're through the big powerhouses in, in terms of a fan base and money-making in the national league, the Yankees and Red Sox, I'm not sure the numbers on that, but they go over the luxury tax constantly. It's only recently that baseball teams like the Yankees and Red Sox have looked to being like, all right, we'll go over a couple of years, but then we need to reset before that third season of, because the luxury tax in case fans who are listening donors don't realize this, they do add to it every year. Like it's 210 million this year, but next year I think it'll go up to like 212 million and all that. But the penalties, you like the more consecutive years you go over, the harsher the penalty becomes. So over the first year, and, and there's a tier system too. If you go over by like X amount of dollars, you only get hit with this tax. But then if you hit like the second tier, it's an even bigger tax. And then if there's a third tier, you go back 10 picks in the draft or you lose a draft pick. And anyway, and it gets exponentially worse. So a lot of teams lately have been like, all right, we've been over two years in a row in this third year. Let's try to get underneath. The Dodgers got lucky because David Price, one of their highest paid players last season, opted out. He, he you know, that was the big thing in the NFL and Major League Baseball. And I think the NBA, too, did it where if you were a player who were just like, I don't feel comfortable playing under these circumstances during a, a global pandemic, I'm going to opt out. That money was taken off the books. So they got to win a World Series and then not be hit with any luxury tax. Talk about that. That's some luck right there. Because then they were able to go out and get Trevor Bauer, and now this year they're getting hit with the tax, but it's a, it's nothing. It's a minuscule. It's a few million dollars. Which, I, I don't know, the average person, I'm not scoffing at a few million dollars, but when your total budget is $250 million, what's an extra $2 million? Again, pennies to them. So I don't like what he was saying, though. Crane Kenny basically said today that the Cubs are still, even with operating at 60%, and even with now that's going to be 100% capacity at Wrigley Field starting June 11th, he is still stating that they will be operating at a loss. Or they'll be, He didn't say operating at a loss. He said losing money. Now, as fans, we need to be clear about this. And I really wish the journalists would just straight up ask this directly instead of speculating after the fact. They need to ask, hey, Crane, when you say that the team is losing money, do you mean they're just not making as much money as previous seasons? Because that's what a lot of these big corporations do, especially sports franchises. They'll say, we lost $150 million this season. When it's like, mm, no, you just didn't make as much as the previous season. You still made money. You still made a lot of money. But say you made $300 million in 2019 and you made $150 million in 2020, you get to spend that as a $150 million loss. Mm. Fans, we know better, though. 
And I don't know if they're saying this now to kind of prepare the Cubs for like, hey, if we don't extend your big three of Javi, Bryant, and Rizzo, you know, which is just bad timing because a day ago, Jed Hoyer said that we love these three and we're going to do everything we can to resign them. Or he said, if there's a way to resign them, we will, which of course there's a way, Jed, pay them. Now, obviously, there's a baseball budget and you have to be smart long term. I'm not saying just give them whatever they want because no, you do have to look big picture, of course. You don't want to be stuck with some bad contracts down the road and it preventing you from doing bigger things to help push the team deeper in October and World Series appearances and all that. I understand that. But as a, I, I don't I don't know if they're hedging their bets. I'm hoping that is the optimist in me is hoping that they're saying these things now because wh- why not keep it close to the chest? Why not pretend like you're not going to spend big money? I'm okay with that. If that's the the notion and that's the the game of poker you're playing, cool. Because the Cubs played some bad hands of poker the last few off seasons. Basically telling the world you're broke. They did. The the ownership said there is no money. And at the same time, the Cubs were like, well, we can't fix the team then. Oh, well, here's the budget. Just trade people. Okay. How are we going to trade people when the league knows we have to trade them? You think we're going to get any real value in terms of that? You know, for a billion dollar corporation and a family that's worth billions and billions, they really PR wise did some stupid, stupid things. You know, if I tell someone I have to sell this house by Monday, I'm selling it for $500,000. Do you think they're going to offer me $500,000? No, they're going to lowball me, which is what was happening. So it made it almost impossible to truly fix like some of the offensive problems the team had going into the 2019 and 2020 seasons because the whole league knew they were desperate to shred payroll. So if you're desperate to get money off your books, you're not going to get good value. That's just, it's that simple. And it was just really a huge mistake and pretty sad one at that. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you could track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sports needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and yes, UFC, MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't send the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in on all the action, all the fun. It's coming. The playoffs, the NBA playoffs have just started. NHL right there, too. So head over to the website on your laptop or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. All right, Cubs fans, I had the pleasure of talking to one of the best comedians in the world right now. That's stand-up comedian Roy Wood Jr., one of the Daily Show correspondents. He's got a couple Comedy Central specials out there that are amazing. So I highly recommend you check them out. He's a great follow on Twitter, Instagram. He's even good on Snapchat. The dude has just been in his zone, hysterically funny guy. He was in Space Force on Netflix and he's a huge, huge Cubs fan. Another, you know, talked about WGN and the impact that had. He grew up loving it through WGN because he grew up in Alabama. Big baseball guy. One of the best human beings you'll ever come across. So I highly recommend supporting him. So without further ado, here's, here's me talking Cubs baseball with Roy Wood Jr. Oh, and side note, side note, everyone, Roy does drop some F-bombs. So if you're listening to this podcast with the little ones, yeah, you might want to skip over some of this part. Okay? It's some passionate Cubs talk, though, and I hope you enjoy. 
the Chicago Cubs beat the Cleveland Indians to win their first World Series in 108 seasons in Cleveland. Game seven, you were there. Roy, oh. tell me what it was like. And also, you got to address your attire for that game, what you were wearing. <laughs> All right, we'll start with the attire. So when I first got to New York, I was gifted a Chicago Cubs bathrobe. It looks like the Cubs home jersey, right? So cool. So I'm gifted this robe. And I remember going to a game early in the year that year. It was like an April, still breezy at Wrigley. I go, well, you know what? The robe is the perfect fucking thing to wear to that. (laughs) That makes perfect sense. So I wore a fucking Cubs robe to a baseball game. Had to leave it open, though, because people assume you're naked underneath when you have a robe on. That's (laughs) true. The Cubs won. And then I thought, all right, that was funny and stupid. I ended up going to another Cubs game. I was like, fuck it, I'll wear another one. I'll wear it again. Wore it again. They won again. Then when I watched them at home, I'd wear the robe. So then I just called it the victory robe. I was like, this is the Cubs victory robe. So this is the lucky robe that I will wear when I'm doing X, Y, Z, anything Cub oriented. Addison Russell hits the grand slam game five. Game six. Sorry. I'm game six. Game six. Like I'm that. sorry. Addison Russell hits, hits the grand slam game six. I turn to my girl. I go, these motherfuckers might go to a game seven. And it's the middle of a work week. I think game seven was on a Wednesday. Yeah. Maybe a Thursday. I'm pretty sure it was a Wednesday. And so Trevor Noah is a huge sports guy. You know, he's, you know, he's from overseas. So he's more of a, you know, English Premier League, but he understands the gravity of a game seven. Oh, those guys get it. Yeah. So Cubs win. I wear the victory robe to work for good vibes all day. And I've never, you have to understand, bro, I've never spent money on really anything. You know me. I I don't wear jewelry. I don't have an expensive watch. I drove a Kia Sorento. Before that, I had a Ford Focus. Like, you wore jeans to the batting cages once. Me and you went to the <laughs> yes. batting cages. You wore jeans. I'm like, maybe Roy doesn't have sweatpants. Maybe he doesn't have some windbreakers. I'm I just don't jeans. care. I, just, I knew <laughs> I wasn't going to hit all of those balls. And so I walk into work. It's 9 a.m. Morning meeting is at uh, is at 9.30. And so I walk into, you know, the building and Trevor just stares at me. He goes, what are you doing? I go, I'm, what do you mean? He goes, why are you still here? I go, what are you talking about? He goes, are, those, are you not a Cubs fan? I go, yes. He goes, are the Cubs not on the brink of doing something they haven't done in over a century? I say, yes. He goes, again. Why are you here? And I go, are you fucking serious? He goes, leave now before everybody knows. And then they want the same concessions when their team gets to the championship. <laughs> it's a great boss. So I hop on StubHub. I buy an outfield seat, 10 rows back. I got it. I hate to say the price, but people, but people always, you want to know what the ticket costs. Say it. <laughs> $2,100. Wow. $2,100 fucking dollars. But I've never, Joe, you know me. I've never, I don't wear nice sneakers. I wear very average. I wear sneakers that are nice enough to not get picked on yeah. when I'm out in public, but I don't collect shit. I 
fucking still have an iPhone 8 as of this conversation. Like, but that 2100, man, that was the best fucking money I've ever fucking swiped a charge card for. And I left work. I went home and just got my backpack, got a couple things, and fucking flew to Cleveland, saw the fucking Cubs clinch, walked out of Jacobs Field, fucking smart, excuse me, progressive field. Um, I'm one of those guys, I call stadiums by the name when they were first fucking built. I ain't got time for all this change in corporate sponsorship shit, all right? I still call it Comiskey Park where the White Sox play, so yeah, I get it. Enron. I know Enron was a cricket corporation and destroyed the lives of millions of people, but it ain't Minute Maid. It's fucking Enron. Yeah, I got you. It's still Peck Bell to me too, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Long live Barry Bunt. Yeah. So so long story short, um, I go, I see the game. It was fucking, it was, it was amazing, bro. It's, it's a top three sports moment. It's it's easily a top three sports moment. It is the top. And I went right back. So my, my point is, I'm walking out of the stadium. It starts raining as soon yeah. as the game ended. And I'm soaking wet in a fucking bathrobe. <laughs> I have no coat. I have no That's umbrella. So none of this shit. And I get in the cab, dripping wet. And I go, take me to the airport, please. And I slept in the Cleveland airport eagerly awaiting TSA to open so I could fly back to New York and fucking go to work again. And that robe has never smelled the same since. It smells like victory though. That's, that's a victory <laughs> robe. Well, you were by yourself at this game too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went along, which is the way to watch sports, by the way. I've been Stop to a game by myself. It's underrated. I agree. It, especially if you buy a single ticket, they put you with other people who bought single tickets. You end up making friends. Were there Cubs fans around you? Not really. It was a lot of Indians fans. There was one or two. The Indian fans, to their credit, were very gracious because we're both cursed franchises, so there was no real beef. Uh, It was very quiet in the outfield, and then, you know, they started, you know, you saw what the the collapse. We collapsed in the the ninth, and the Indians tied, and then that's when the Indians fans just started. They were awake, and they were talking shit and fucking, Roger, yeah, man. And then they just casually walked away. There's a great picture of me. Um, if you search Cubs game seven, it's somewhere in the Getty images of me holding up the losers no more sign that I made during the rain delay and just a dejected Indians fan walking past me. And it's just so fucking perfect. I saw, I've seen that so sign. Perfect. It's it's a beautiful image. Oh, That's another thing you man. should get framed. You got a lot of things. I know you're not a materialistic guy, but I want I, I want you in a home, in a nice house, <laughs> cigar, and all these cool memories behind you. Yeah, yeah. And people you recognize you where they're like, hey, you're on The Daily Show. The photographers did, which was uh, weird because funny. like we were sitting left center field. So we were in the um just just off of the hitter's hitter's eye. So all the media was in that pit taking photos and shit. Oh, so they cool, looked at me cool. like, oh, what are you doing here? Aren't you supposed to be at work? I'm like, my boss is cool, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was a that was a good time, man. All right, everyone. That's been the Lockdown Cubs pod. And as always, everyone, go Cubs. Check out Lockdown Today, everybody. Get all your sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Lockdown Today podcast. 
Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you listen to your podcasts.